Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means shaking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob. I meet a lot of people who are sat on the fence, procrastinating, scared, overanalyzing, saying, thinking, repeating, sometimes for years, but what if it doesn't work? Uh, And I would like to say to you, but what if it does? So if you've ever had that overwhelmed procrastination, frustration, fear, hesitancy, then these next seven or eight minutes, because I've got to be quick, will help you. So most people say to themselves, but what if it doesn't work? And what if that goes wrong? But have you looked at the balanced equation to ask yourself, what if it works? What if it flies? What if it's the best thing that ever happens to me in my life? Now, when you're analysing any investment, decision, you know, new era, uh, area, era of your life, it's wise to look at the upsides and downsides. If you're looking, for example, to move to a new area, well, it's got a great school, it's got great amenities, but it's in Peterborough, therefore you're probably going to get in a fight every time you walk down the street, upsides and downsides. What's most important to me? Kids, good school, yes? Okay, so you probably do do upside-downside analysis in most of the things that you do in your life that don't seem to be big decisions naturally anyway. And it's more important that you do upside-downside analysis in the important areas of your life But in the important areas of your life, you're letting the fear overwhelm you. So let me just give you a quick agenda of the things that I'm going to cover. Uh, Right. So, um, you know, when people say, for example, um, what if it doesn't work? What if it won't work? And they say it for years. Well, then they become right. They make themselves right. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you say it for 20 years, of course, it's never going to work because you never tried it. So, um, you know, my dad always used to say, if you don't ask, you don't get. And um, I've kind of looked at testing now as really my way to go into a new area. So um, this is something you might want to write down if you've got the capacity to do so. Often you're worried about a big decision, but what you're doing is thinking um, nothing or all. But nothing is ever nothing or all. It's very often nothing. Try it a little bit. Try it a little bit more. Try it a little bit more. Try it a little bit more. Blah, blah, blah. You know, let's say I wanted to write a book and I was worried about the time commitment and if I knew enough to write a book. Well, I could go into some social media um, communities. I could write an article in two paragraphs, 400 words. If there's got a lot of likes, comments and shares, hey, that looks pretty good. Um, If no one loves it and it gets a few thumbs down and angry faces and whatever else, eh, maybe that's not a good subject. Maybe I should test another subject. Test a few blogs. Oh, everyone loves that one. No one likes that one. Expand that, expand that, expand that, expand that. Write a blog a week. In 52 weeks, you have a book. Wow. So stop thinking about what if it doesn't work and start thinking testing because some things won't work. But if you go nothing or all or all into, for example, you're jumping into Bitcoin, I'm going to go all in or none in, neither are going to probably work that well for you. What will work is progressive, incremental learning on a daily basis. All right, so 
That being said, what if is quite a useful emotion. Because if you say, what if, it means you're protecting yourself from failure, from death, from making really bad decisions. So, you know, like a lot of people are just sort of like, oh, muck it, just do it, JFDI. And, and whilst I do think it's good to test, 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 test frequently, I don't think it's wise to jump into something that's really high risk without any knowledge or experience. I'll give you an example. A lot of people are always saying to me, Rob, are you in Bitcoin? Are you in Bitcoin? Are you in Bitcoin? And the answer is no. Uh, and the reason it's no is not because I don't believe in Bitcoin, not because I'm not interested in it. It's because it's the Wild West at the moment. And normally what happens with the Wild West is the few with the guns, you know, end up winning. And there's those that dig for gold and then there's those that sell the shovels. Uh, and everyone else is often the one getting shot. Uh, and you saw this with NASDAQ and other sort of crazy booms. So um, it's a, there's a very good chance that blockchain will succeed as a platform. It may be in other areas other than cryptocurrency. There's also a decent chance that um, Bitcoin will become more ubiquitous in, t in terms of a currency because we're going through a kind of a decentralization of currency in a way. But I do not know enough about Bitcoin to go and dump a few million quid into Bitcoin. So what I do is podcasts, audio books, read articles. Um, I've got um, one of the world's most knowledgeable people on Bitcoin. Um, who's coming to speak at our money event in November and December. So I've paid him a decent amount of money to come. Not through Bitcoin, though. That would have been good. Uh, and so I'll learn from him. And when I feel like I've got a decent amount of knowledge, and this is important, decent is not all, but it's not none. It's somewhere in the middle. Then what I'll do is test. So I might, what, a, a sum of money that I could completely afford to lose, you know, five, 10 grand, whatever, and I'll just put that in and I'll put that into a fund because you can buy into Bitcoin through a fund. Maybe I'll try and mine the Bitcoin myself. And also maybe I'll go to some kind of broker. So I'm testing three different areas. Once I've got a decent amount of knowledge in something uh, I'm interested in, because that's important. And with the amount of money I know I can afford to lose, it's almost just testing money to see how it goes and then improve, 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 improve. And that is the single way to go from, oh, what if it won't work to you become one of the best at it and you become successful at it. All right, so uh, you've got to balance what if it doesn't with what if it does. And here's an easy way to do that, three-step process. Worst case scenario, likely case scenario, best case scenario. Worst case scenario, people always think, I'm going to die, I'm going to be embarrassed, I'm going to be shamed, I'm going to be stoned in front of everyone in the town centre, uh, naked, they're going to garrot me, stone me, you know, embarrass me. Because that's what we do. We tend to exaggerate the extreme emotions in our mind. We get overexcited or we get overdepressed. Um, but the reality is the worst that's likely going to happen if you try a new venture, a new investment is you lose a bit of money, but you learn because I always think you earn or you learn. Or if you're going to try into a new venture, a new business or start up a business, worst that will happen is you get a year or two's worth of experience. You might even rack up a little bit of debt. You might have to go and get a job. You might have to take a 20% pay cut on what you're earning before. You might have to work your way up again. But you've answered that calling. You've tried it. You know, so you know in your heart what's right for you because sometimes... You know, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder. Not everyone should be an entrepreneur. Some people should be really high up in a career. And if you've tried to be an entrepreneur for a year or two and it didn't work, and then you go back into your career, now you can go into that career with full volition and you could become, you know, someone like Sheryl Sandberg, who's a multi, multi-millionaire and a massive global brand. And she's employed. So you've got to work out worst case, likely case, best case. Likely case is you'll have some success and some challenges. Best case, wow, freedom. Autonomy, millions, billions, rich list, legacy, helping millions of people, living your ideal life, you know, being more happy, more, um, you know, growing every day, giving back, contributing. That's the best case. 
So try not to be too extreme on either side. All right. So um, you will never know unless you try. So have a test rather than an all or nothing approach. Um, then what you do is you create a plan. Now, a plan is, I'm here, I want to be there. And a lot of people are like, oh, getting to there is hard. Look at that massive void. So what you do, you work out where you, where you want to be. You reverse engineer back to now and chunk down the steps. I'll give you an example. Let's say you wanted to buy five properties in one year. You might work out you need to do 25 viewings to get one deal agreed. So you need 125 viewings in a year. That's only one every three days. You might also realize you need five deposits and you might have one, therefore you need four deposits. That might be 25,000 pound per property, so 100,000 pound. So in one year, you've got to raise 100,000 pounds. And you might realize that 15 meetings with possible financiers, friends, families, VCs, angels, equals one deposit that you borrow from them or meetings with the bank manager or whatever. So, you know, you work out that you need 60 in the year. What's 365 divided by 60? One every um, six days. You chunk it back. You write it down as an action step. Could you meet someone or email someone or Facebook someone every six days saying, hey, you know, should we connect on a business level? Easily. Could you do two, three viewings a week for properties? Easily. And now it's manageable. And now you're testing. Because you do three or four viewings, and you're like, oh, they're a bit cheapy. Ugh. Three or four more viewings, oh, they're a bit more expensive. The numbers don't work. Oh, here's my sweet spot. But you can't find your sweet spot 20, 25 viewings time if you don't start your first viewing. All right, great. So the next thing that's really important is you've got to get out of your own way because otherwise you'd be where you wanted to be. So the only obstacle from where you are now to where you want to be is you. Otherwise you'd be there. So how do you get out of your own way? So you want to list these down. Number one, get a coach. Get a mentor. Get someone who's been there and done it and is already experienced in that because they've blazed the trail. They know the challenges in advance and they can tell you a bit of tough love. They can tell you the reality uh, and guide you along. Uh, get, get, a, um, get competitive with someone. Have a bet. You know, create accountability online by sharing on Facebook and social media and your podcasts and everywhere that you grow your brand. Hey, in a year, I'm going to do this and I'm sticking it out there to create accountability. Are you with me? You could donate to a, a charity if you fail. You could donate to a charity you don't believe in if you fail. So you want to get out of your own way. Stop you being the obstacle uh, and that will accelerate your progress and get you out of the uh, what's the worst that could happen and what if and what if into results and progress. 99% of the things you worry about never actually happen. So you've got to get your head out of worrying about it and testing it. You know, like the results you've got in your life, you might have manifested, you might have meditated, and you might have set goals for them. But the reality is, what you've achieved will look slightly different. Your business model might have pivoted. So the car you've got might have been a different one to the one you put on your vision board. Um, so you'll get the results, but you won't get them exactly because, you know, there's some natural laws um, that mean that our ability to manifest probably do evolve over time. Of course, you're changing over time. Your values change over time. You might have enough money to buy a Ferrari, but you might want an Aston Martin. It doesn't mean you failed. So you've got to give yourself the ability to pivot along the journey and realize that 99% of the things you worry about never actually happen. And the, the goals and the plans you set You'll manifest results, but you'll probably manifest them in a different way, which is why it's always to go back to test, test, test. How do you know unless you test? You never know unless you test. So I want to leave you with one final thing. Thanks for staying in uh, on live, on audio. Let me ask you this. What if you never try? How will you feel if you never try? 
you'll get towards the end of your life never having tried, how will you feel about that 10, 20, 30 years down the line? Let's say you did try and it didn't quite work out. How will you feel? Will you still be swollen with regret in 10 years? Or will you feel that you tried it? You did your best. Uh, and might that increase your self-worth and your ability to try other things? Because what I found is the more things I test and try, the more confidence it gives me to test and try more things. And in the end, something that I test and try works out. Let me also ask you this. Who will you not become if you stay in the, what if it doesn't work, what if it doesn't work, what if it doesn't work, what if I can't do it? Who will you not become? What legacy will you not leave? What will you not achieve? And it's very important to balance these questions with all the fear-based questions that often you and people you know are continually asking yourself. So thanks for tuning in. I believe in you. I've seen hundreds of thousands of people in my communities over the last 10 years struggle and succeed. I've seen people who look like they should succeed sort of, you know, bumble along because they were too comfortable. I've seen people who shouldn't look like they should succeed. They've got everything against them and they do. I've seen people struggle, 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 then break through. I've seen some people find it you know, relatively easy compared to other vocations. I've seen a lot and I'm always learning. But the point is, if anyone can, you can. And I've seen too many people to succeed and overcome their fears and what ifs and doubts to know that you can't convince me that you can't as much as I can convince you that you can but you have to get out of your own way and you have to get out of all the what ifs. The only way to answer the what ifs is to try it and then you know. So go out and try stuff. Go out and test stuff. Go out and play. I mean, if you think about it, going into your new venture should be fun. It should be playful. See every test as playing, as learning. You know, you earn or you learn. You lose a bit of money, you learn. That's your entrance fee. If you have a more I don't know, take it less seriously. I sometimes get myself a bit serious in things. Nah, test it, try it, have fun, enjoy the lessons. You know that you're always growing. You know you're winning somewhere. Uh, so finally, get off your ass and just fucking do it. Or rather, just fucking try it. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.